welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 28. This is Thor, and today I'm here with... Doc. And Sasquatch Senpai. So let's go ahead and open things up this week, talking about the big topic, Cyberpunk 2077, and some of the updates and experiences going on therein. So way across the board on all of that, you got you got people on Xbox Ones and PS4s having an extremely subpar game, and then you have everybody else who was lucky enough to grab a, I guess technically current gen console as well as on PC being able to enjoy it. Um, I've heard the ex- that- I've heard the experience on PS5 is not quite what is desired. I've heard it. I've heard from someone that's just fine. It's not nearly as good as you know on an, a high end PC, but just like that, that with a one, it's playable and just fine. So, I. I but uh, what's not fine is PS4 and Xbox One. No, I I think they just straight up shouldn't have released it on uh, past gen. I get that it was originally announced ten years ago for PS th- or PS4 and Xbox One, but. This is where we're at Was now, it and it it just shouldn't have been even released for them. And we see that now, and that P- uh, PSN has even yanked it from their store and is now refunding people. Um, yeah, uh, Microsoft's refunding as well. They're just oh, not okay. pulling it from the store. But it's, I mean, it's clear that it should not have. And you know, it's it's not, um, it's not even a bad thing. You know, people really shouldn't be that upset because it's just a sign that it's a very high end game. And that's, to me, a good thing. That means it's going to stand the test of time, and it's going to age very well. Um, it's very demanding right now. Yes, you need high-end PC right now, but that's something that's just a na- that's naturally going to alleviate with time. Um, and so I feel like it's going to age very well. Is definitely uh, this decade's can-your-computer-run cyberpunk. Yep. Yep. It's the new crisis, um, which I think it was I mean, theorized he, to be too. Like, and even then, came. like I know people with better hardware than me who are having issues just because of driver conflicts here or there. Um, people with worse hardware than me running it just fine. It just, I guess, you just need to optimize it for your system, like most any PC game. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, so Best Buy is also offering refunds for physical copies as well. Um. So yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk developer CD Projekt Red's offering uh, <clears throat> refunds directly to them as well. You have till December twenty first to begin that process to get your refund on it. So if that's something you're looking for, doing that, do that. They are already working on patches. A lot of it's getting patched out. One of my favorite patches that I saw is that they said that they're removing an unnecessary and absurd amount of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did not notice any dildos until after that uh that, that article. article came now you out. just see them everywhere. <laughs> no. I've I I've seen I like saw a bunch and I I saw a bunch in a few like fairly appropriate areas where you might expect to see them. Oh, well the then uh, shops. that's not excessive. <laughs> Oh, there's definitely an excessive mount in the sex shops. <laughs> oh my god, I've just got wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling dildos. Okay, That's where you'd expect corrected. wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling dildos, though. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, yeah, so it's... 
Besides the one weapon, I haven't. I don't think I've even seen him outside of those stores. I've seen so. him in a couple places, but usually in apartment buildings that I'm looting, so it doesn't <laughs> seem that out of place. Yeah. And this is loot I do not want. <laughs> <laughs> Just realism. <laughs> so, so um, give us your uh, take and review on it so far, Doc. Because I know I think you, you've probably played it more than any of us so far. I don't know how how much have you played it, Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 53 hours oh okay. you've passed me i'm at i'm just about 40 okay damn but i also took time off to play some other games which we'll mm-hmm. talk about later yeah. mm-hmm. well let's just wrap that up then when we talk about the games we've played um so yakuza's creator says that the sw- the switch is hardware for kids and teens so i just thought this was kind of funny um it was a, uh, a an interview with him, and he says, I think even now Nintendo <laughs> Platform is still a game console that is played by a wide range of age groups, but basically I think it's hardware for kids and teens. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of a funny thing. There's not a whole lot to that article, just kind of shots that he had fired during an interview with Sega. You know, I love Toshihiro, but come on, man. <laughs> like, you got the console of Bayonetta and uh, No More Heroes. <laughs> it's not necessarily just a console for kids and teens. It's just the more childish games appeal to a broader audience on there. Mm-hmm. Or the more seemingly childish games like Pokemon or Animal I... Crossing. Those really do have a vast, vast adult reach. And I would mm. say it's not. I would say it doesn't. They're not made for kids and teens. I'd say they're just made for everyone. They have a lot of made for everyone family environment games, and that's not a bad thing. Like it's... you said, there's plenty of for everyone uh, products that like adults are still obsessed with. You know what I mean? It's it's also half the price of a of a PS5. Yeah. And that is the the hardware constraints on it, though. Though it does have some unique hardware behind it, like being able to play it on the go, like a handheld, or plug it into your TV. Yeah, it's really just the hardware inside the the quality that you can be looking. I do just want to know for you to take note. My advertisement at the top of this article is "Pretty Princess Party for Nintendo Switch." So maybe he's got a point. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Nintendo is the only console where they don't have really any sort of regulation on the content that can't be released on there outside of, you know, like the anything dealing with child pornography or oh, anything yeah. like that. Um, there is there is little to no censorship on the stuff indie indie companies are allowed to release on the platform. It just needs the appropriate ratings and everything, and that's it. So they're the only ones aside from Steam who I, does anything like that. So as far as I'm concerned, it's probably one of the more adult consoles out there. I, I was going to say, that's less limitation than Sony implements. So Sony is straight up right reason now. that Sony would not allow um, outside assets in uh, mods for Skyrim on the PS4 was because they didn't want people making nude mods. That was yeah, the reason. They wanted it to stay... A, they wanted it to be a family games. console. And I'm like, that is so weak. That is such a weak reason to just be like, no outside <laughs> assets, and essentially just kill the entire point of introducing mods. Uh, the Last of Us 2 has a very gratuitous sex scene with nipples, so... Um... So then I don't. Of, uh, I, there again, you know, that's that's something that came out years after this happened. So I don't know if something changed, but it's. I guess they're just selective about it. I don't know. 
Not really. Um, it's the last that was earlier this year when they started centering all this stuff too. So the Last of Us Two was also released this year. It's just like Sony wants to have a, a monopoly on what nipples I, can be on their system, which I, just, I mean they can do, but it's kind of dumb. It's really dumb. I was gonna say so. The basically the line is whether or not they are the ones doing it or if another company is. That's the line. That's okay. yeah. So, um, Activision bans a six-year-old Call of Duty Warzone player and updates it's all lies. Yeah, so this kid is a Twitch streamer. Rowdy Rogan is what he goes by. Um, his parents run his run Twitch and they bought him the game and everything as per all of the terms of service that the games require, the Twitch account requires, because like you have to you have to be over 18 or have your uh, guardian's permission. Um <clears throat> His father, I'm assuming it is his father, um, said that his son, Rowdy Rogan, was banned from Warzone on stream tonight, and they were working to handle the situation. Uh, turns out that he was not, in fact, banned. Um, <clears throat> they were hoping to fabricate the story just to make it go even viral for some reason. Um yeah, because I thought was he was actually... live on stream when it happened, too. Yeah, he uh, he got a prompt that he was just signed out of Call of Duty services. That's exactly the only thing that happened. So, like, they reset account logins or something, and he got mm. booted out. <clears throat> wow, dumb. That's super dumb. So what they, uh, apparently what they did is the parents logged into Call of Duty using their son's uh, PC, uh, using their son's account, which logged him out from his console account. So it looked oh. like he was booted out. They fabricated the story about being banned. Um, and subsequently, he is facing his parents and him, he himself, because, you know, they're his essentially managers in the situation, yeah. are facing repercussions from um, phase his... Call of Duty clan, you know, the one of the esports oh, organizations around the game. That's interesting. <clears throat> Just kind of sponsored by them. Mm -hmm. They don't really do anything. You can't complete in any of the tournaments or yeah. anything, but yeah. I didn't so, know he was uh, sponsored by FaZe, though. That's interesting. They also edited the footage to make it sound like he was crying during the entire debacle. So, Oh, he couldn't just cry? He couldn't just do it? <clears throat> uh, he apparently didn't understand what was going on, so... Oh, oh! So this was all. Uh, well, of course this it is. He's six years old. He wouldn't be like, "Let's fucking yeah, that, yeah." He, God, what disgusting people! Terrible. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So Sephiroth is coming to Smash, which is awesome. Um, I, I the intro was really awesome. The best thing that came out of it was a now canonized image of Sephiroth stabbing Mario, which is epic. He did not like it, stab uh, Mario. Okay, no, but the screenshot... I sc wish he stabbed Mario. That's, yeah. Mm, fuck but, that little plumber. At least the screenshot made it... There's a screenshot that we can grab that makes it appear that way, and that's something. Um, yeah. I could always go on Photoshop and make him stab Mario anyway. Yeah, just move the, the blade a little bit further down. Yeah. Um, and there's already like intense, there's already mods and all kinds of stuff. There's already people doing that kind of shit, but it's, uh, this is, this is pretty neat though. Um, I don't know too, is this a permanent or a temporary thing? I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't have a switch. characters so are added, they're permanently added. Okay. I didn't know. Cause it's, I, he's part of the next fighters pass. So, okay, cool. 
Yeah, this is, they always announce their characters in ways like this. Uh, Sephiroth probably got this treatment at the Game Awards because, well, it's the Game Awards, it's a, a larger character they're adding, but they usually always get a special trailer, a couple moves here or there. So, yeah, this is definitely one of the first games I'm going to get when I get a Switch. I recommend it. So we have some updates on the Marvel Universe and the Star Wars Universe with some uh, presentations by Disney updating their movies and uh, new uh, TV shows coming out. So starting with our Marvel Universe updates, uh, one thing that I had on here that was an interesting theory um, it was a theory I read about the potential of all the stuff going on with the third Spider-Man movie that is probably not a multiverse uh, movie, but more likely a Sinister Six movie. I personally really think it's going to be both. Um, if we recall if <clears throat> how the uh, Andrew Garfield uh, uh, Spider-Man ended, I think there's a lot of good ways that that could tie in, um, especially with uh, so there's there's uh, going to be spoilers if, for what I talk about, just for those who want to know, for uh, Homecoming. So if you're not caught up on the Spider-Man movies, there is going to be spoilers in three, two, one. And so with a big part of uh, what I why I think it's going to introduce the multiverse theory is because we know that we're going to have another Doctor Strange uh, film as well that's going to deal with the multiverse and um canologically before when uh, peter parker's identity has been exposed to the world the person that he ran to for help was dr strange who then usually it did some sort of either time travel or dimensional hopping to try and fix the problem and at the <clears throat> end of homecoming um uh, it was re his identity was revealed as Peter Parker. So um, it makes sense to me that he would then go to Doctor Strange and start in the Spider Verse, and then that goes into um, the uh, Multiverse of Madness and all that stuff. It just seems to all start fitting in and making sense for their next arc in um, the Marvel film franchise. We'll just have to see though. Um, the movies that and uh, shows they have released. Uh, or sorry, not really, have announced for. Um, they've announced She-Hulk and Iron Hulk, or Ironheart, both of, both of which were pretty anticipated, especially Ironheart. I think a lot of us knew for a long time that it was coming. Um, Moon Knight, Armor Wars, which if Ironheart is on the rise, then Armor Wars will probably come as well. Um, we have Quantumania with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we have I Am Groot, um, and let's see, secret. I what that one's gonna be about? <laughs> secret invasion, which that one I'm not actually familiar with at all. Um, the text font looks familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which um, it looks like a Christmas <laughs> special, so I'm assuming it's gonna be Christmas next, next year. year. Next, yeah, so next year, 2021. Personally excited for that. Um, and then Hawkeye. And Captain Marvel 2. Then it looks like... Um, let's see. They, there is also confirmation with the Fantastic Four movie coming that's going to be set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it looks like um, our next major overarching villain has been confirmed in this, especially tying in um, with Ant-Man and the Wasp in the form of Kang. So this should be interesting. This is Kang is um, 
uh, theorized. The yes, Kang the Destroyer. He will be our new uh, Thanos, essentially, for our new arc. Um, is what it's looking like, and what we've seen from Fantastic Four and um, and the new Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, so that that's I I I think it's gonna go well. I don't um, you know. I don't know if it's ever going to stack up to the original MCU arc, but I am still excited to see this new one coming. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it for uh, Marvel. Uh, on the Star Wars side, we've had a few new uh, movies and uh, TV shows announced. There's Lando Star Wars, which I think we already knew was going to happen. Uh, Rogue Squadron, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is another one we already kind of knew was going to be happening, um, The Bad Batch, which, uh, looks like it's going to be pretty exciting, I keep reading it as The Bad Bitch for some reason, um, <laughs> The Acolyte, I am incredibly excited for, um, so the Acolyte is going to be our oldest Star Wars canon to date. It's set 200 years prior to Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So it's going to take place during the High Republic, um, and it'll be the earliest canon to date. So this is... Um, is, that, is, that, is that before uh, the Old Republic? Yes. Neat. It's it's literally the oldest that we've they they've made references to the High Republic, but it's um this is also if I remember correctly this is like the peak Jedi age, and through all of the the fandom that's always my favorite lore area has always been um more focused around uh the Jedi properties as opposed to the more political intrigue, so um I'm really excited uh the acolyte looks like it's gonna be really good and it's a Disney plus original um I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be uh scheduled as an actual show like the Mandalorian, so super excited for that um then we have uh Andar, which I think is going to be a TV show. Um, Star Wars Visions, which I'm pretty sure is going to be another movie. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which is another movie. Um, Star Wars A Droid Story. Um, it says Disney Plus Original, but I think that's still supposed to be a movie. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it be a movie released on Disney Plus. Oh, that's true, yeah. And then we have our Ahsoka movie as well, which I assume it's going to be a movie because it doesn't have the the Disney I've Plus heard, tag. I think I've heard I, that it's going to be a show. I figured it would just based on I I figured it would be, but it doesn't it did the everything I saw didn't say anything about Disney Plus original, which made me feel like it was a movie. Um <laughs> but yeah, I I'm I'm not sure, but I'll definitely um keep up everyone updated because this is something I'm definitely uh tracking because I'm super excited about the Acolyte. Um let's see. So that's it for some of our Disney Plus updates. Uh, other than Disney Plus is going to start adding some more mature content, which is pretty neat. Um, they're going to include Fox movies and uh, FXX series um, in international markets. So it's we're not going to see it in the U.S. yet, but that is a good thing or a good show that maybe that will branch to us. Uh, but they are going to get things like Deadpool, Logan, even uh, Die Hard, Terminator, Alien. All that kind of stuff is going to be coming to not Hulu, but straight up Disney Plus in the international markets. 
Let's see. Um, so, Evil Dead the Game is a third-person yes. shooter coming next year. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yes. Ah, this is good. I, am, uh, I don't care how bad it's going to be. I will play the shit out of it. Um, it will be the first Evil Dead game since uh, Evil Dead Regeneration, which was released in 2005. Um, I didn't even know of any other Evil Dead video games, so... It is awfully good. Awful, awful being the keyword <laughs> here. Um, so Saber Interactive, the developers behind the new-ish World War Z um, zombie game, which plays kind of like Left 4 Dead, just at much faster pace. They're the ones behind this new Evil Dead game. Um, so you, the trailer really only shows Ash and some companions getting together at the fabled cabin from in the woods. Uh, Bruce Campbell does a little cameo, a little cover, a voiceover summarizing the plot of the original movie. Um, not really what's going on, but the characters seem a little wild. There's a knight who seems like he's from Army of Darkness, and then just two other random folks. But it looks really like it's just going to be another third person party, point A to point B, killing zombies style game. So. Um, there'll be both co-op and PvP in the game. So, yeah. Um, nice. here's, the, here's the current synopsis. Work together as a team of four survivors, exploring, looting, crafting, and managing your fear, and finding key artifacts to seal the breach between worlds. Or take control of the powerful Kandarian demon to hunt Ash and his friends while possessing deadites, the environment, and even the survivors themselves as you seek to swallow their souls. Plenty of surprises await in this gore-filled battle against evil that captures the character's horror, humor, and action from the franchise. Battle across memorable locations, including the infamous cabin in the woods, brought to life with tons of terrifying visuals and all-new dialogue from Bruce Campbell. Discover more than 25 weapons, including Ash's gauntlet, boomstick, and chainsaw, and advance yes. in a variety of skill trees to grow stronger and survive in this fun co-op and PvP experience. Most so you're going to get excellent. a lot of stuff here. Um uh, a co-op uh, a co-op game primarily seems to be a good way to go with this so nice i'm getting this for sure all right so xbox game pass for january i know i posted just something about um about it but you had a better article uh sasquatch and that's kind of more your jam so why don't you take uh... it away my only article was EA Play won't come to Xbox Game Pass until 2021 for PC. Oh, I thought you posted some, only... something no. else about like Among Us and a bunch of other stuff that was going to be on it. Among Us oh, came out on so. Switch. That yeah. I remember. That's later down in there. There was, uh, where was it? Um, I do know. Remember seeing something that Among Us was coming to Xbox at a later date. So I do know that's happening. That's uh, coming. Uh, oh, it's not already on Xbox. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. But it is on Switch now. Yeah. Let's see. Um, the free games are usually Jeff's territory. Yeah, maybe he posted something. Anyways, um, but I know. If... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, but yeah, EA Play, which was touted as joining the Xbox Game Pass, is currently on the console version and will not be on the PC version until 2021. Um, it was, however, supposed to arrive on December 15th, but that has obviously been pushed back since it is the 18th and it's not there. Hmm. Uh, oh, this is what... So it's uh, Skyrim and Yakuza are going to be on 
Game Pass. I'm surprised Skyrim wasn't on there even before the Bethesda buyout. Uh, oh yeah, and yeah. Among Us as well. So uh, Yakuza three through six, Skyrim, and Among Us are going to be on Game Pass in January. Nice. I'm gonna definitely get in on some of that Yakuza action. Those are the street brawler ones, so they're a little bit different than like a dragon. But um, if you can find zero, one, and two to play, do those first because they 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 play in a really nice story arc of Kiryu. Okay. And it looks like Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony are pledging to make gaming safer together. Uh, yeah. So in a joint statement, they released this uh, on Microsoft's Xbox Wire. Um, they're hoping to they're they're starting this initiative to help protect their quote youngest and most vulnerable players. Um, much like any politician's promise, this completely lacks any specific steps or any ways to accomplish their goals. It's just a promise at this point. Mm. But uh, a, a few of the things that are sh- that can be highlighted are that we believe that hate and harassment and exploitation of younger players in any ways has no place in gaming. We partner with our community to promote, promote safe gaming behavior and encourage the use of reporting tools to call out bad actors. Um, also, we comply with all local laws and will respond to all lawful requests from law enforcement. We promptly notify law enforcement if we observe unlawful conduct or where we believe a player is at risk of imminent harm. Um, this does seem to come at a time where a lot of different uh, people in politics are pushing more towards the owners like the companies who are behind these products being held liable for anything that happens on their platform rather than the people themselves. So this seems like a a pre-initiative step to help protect themselves, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So let's look at a couple EA updates. Uh, EA Play won't come to Xbox Game Pass for PC until next year. So I just said, homie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're also buying Codemasters. Yeah, so Codemasters is the developer behind the Dirt franchise, um, my favorite racing franchise out there. And EA is buying them for $1.2 billion. This will put um, the Need for Speed franchise with Criterion, um, the F1 series from EA, Grid, Project Cars, and Dirt all under the same company's roof. Um, hopefully much with like some of their more recent projects, EA's just remains hands off and lets the devs do their own thing. Um, so it's not really like a, a death knell yet as companies being purchased by EA of old would be, you know, sent out to pasture after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is note Codemasters is one of the oldest British game developers, um, you know, being around since the eighties. So oh, wow. Yeah. Let's see, and it looks like Genshin Impact is getting a map expansion called Dragonspine, yeah? Yep, it's the first major map expansion, which is adding more characters, events, and weapons. Um, This will be added to the game on December 23rd, so in a little under a week, uh, with version 1.2 called The Chalk Prince and The Dragon. Um, It is a frozen mountain range in the south of Mondstadt, the main game play area. And it's one of the more in most inhospitable areas in Tevat. Uh, so this was released earlier this year, and we finally got a hard release date, which was released 
with the announcement of the expansion currently right now in its entire name. So um, they're going to, you're adding a few new things to the game, such as a cold bar, a sheer cold bar, which will go up if you're exposed without any heat source and whatnot. So you'll probably want to align your party a little better to create heat for yourselves. Um, anyone at Adventure Rake 20 and above will be able to participate in the special winter event there. And they'll be assisting the new five-star character, Albedo, chief, uh, chief alchemist and captain of the investigation team of the Knights of Favonius in Mondstadt. So uh, 1.2 next week, you'll be able to get a new character as well as have a whole new expansion zone to go explore. Nice. And is um, is that just a free patch update or is it an expansion you have yep. to buy? Okay, cool. It's completely free. Um, yeah, the it's a typical free to play game. The game play itself, the game base game itself is free. Plenty oh, of ways to get right. yeah. earn characters, free characters and stuff. But bu- once okay. again, buying your character rolls is the fastest way to get your top characters. Yeah. So Fortnite gets a performance mode for. For low-end computers, was this really needed for Fortnite? It's not that demanding, uh, is it? It is. Um, there's a lot of destruction and buildings uh, simultaneously oh, going on. Oh yeah, game. that's fair. Um, and if not, this also does open it up to a lot more lower-end game, lower-end uh, PCs that could not run it before. Um, so mm. it'll just you know allow a larger player base, probably making up for the lack of uh, iOS users at this point. Because of their uh, current yeah. dispute with uh, dispute. Apple, so um, performance mode will specifically prioritize frame rate and stability by sacrificing visual quality. Um, this, according to Epic, this will put significantly less stress on a computer's CPU and GPU, which should help them run a little smoother. Hmm. Uh, players with lower end specs. When the game launches and recognizes these, will be prompted with the option to enter performance mode when they first launch the game after the mode's launch. Hmm. This uh, actually just went live three days ago. So nice. if you haven't been playing Fortnite because of poor performance on a lower end PC, well, it's your chance. Hmm. All right. And Vin Diesel isn't just starring in Arc 2, he's also working on the game. Please tell me he's helping write story and script. He is the president of Creative Convergence, so possibly. Mm, still a good title. So they made up a title. As long as there's, as long as he has a creative title, I'm happy. Um, Wait, is this a, a sequel to Ark Survival Evolved? Yes, and Vin Diesel's in it. Did you not see the trailer? It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> I mean, that game is already pretty, pretty fucking bonkers. It's even more bonkers. Uh, but yeah, so aside from this, he's also working on a cartoon adaptation, which looks closer to an anime. And there were some really big fucking names in this anime. Let me tell you, it was weird. They have like animations coming. They have TV show on the way. Um, I don't know where the company's getting this cash flow. But yeah, uh, Vin Diesel has officially joined Studio Wildcard um, as an executive producer on Arc 2. And his title, as I said, is... President of Creative Convergence. Maybe that's where he's um, getting all the money. Yeah, he's also he's also serving as an executive producer on the Arc animated series, which is coming in 2022, on the one I previously mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah, so executive producer just means producer who's also given funds 
So at the end of the day, so it's, that's probably where a lot of their cash flow is coming from. And I, I joke, but I, I mean that seriously. It's and that wouldn't surprise me. Vin Diesel's the type of person that if he was passionate about a project, he'd be like, "Fuck sure, I'll give some money for it, and make it happen." And it's not like he doesn't have you know carloads exactly of money from his uh well, stint of movies and he's a D nerd you know what i mean if he wants that's yeah. what i would do if i had infinite amounts of money I'd be like all right i'm gonna take some nerdy stuff i like and i'm gonna make properties do whatever i want with it so yeah, maybe so he's like i the... want to see an arc movie so he's gonna fucking shell some money out and get an arc movie made i want to see his uh his arc server aside from this bonkers trailer and reveal they had during the game awards which had the I'll have to find the I'll, I'll find the screen cap of the people they have participating in the animation because it was fucking wild. I think Mark Ru- I think uh can't remember who was there. Who else in there? Aside from Vin Diesel, there were a bunch of big fucking names and it was weird. But uh, yeah, so 2022. That's the only release date we have for Arc Two, and uh, you'll get some Vin Diesel playing Santiago in it. So yeah, he's there. Do you know much about the Arc a, lore? No, I've never played it. Oh, well, they don't tell you. Game. They don't tell you any of it. You find it scattered through like letters and documents across the island, and it's it's very hard to follow if you don't know what's going on. Oh, it's just it's just Dark Souls style. I can deal with that. That's I'm good at that sort of thing of piecing together all that info. So, let's see, Among Us, oh, we talked about this a little bit, Among Us uh, being released for Nintendo Switch today, and it is, of course, cross-play. Um, I don't think um, that Among Us would release anything, would release it anywhere unless it was cross-play at this point. Correct. So, uh, so yeah. I'm so glad cross-play has become standardized. That's It is oh. a very good addition. Yeah. It I helps. It's uh, not quite it... standardized yet, but... Okay, it is definitely it's... moving in that direction, and I love really it. standardizing. I should it, say the only thing stopping it right now is developers and um, producers' unwillingness to support it through their own infrastructure, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it does require a unique user ID from the game's level, and thus their own servers to connect them through. Because you're not going to be able to connect a PSN account to a Steam account to an Xbox Live account and have them get along, you need to have that intermediate account, which it's just up to the developers to put forth that foot and extra effort. Yeah. So you can... With Destiny 2 shortly, right? Yeah, it should be coming very soon. Nice. I think we talked about it last week. Mm Mm-hmm. So UK politicians call for making the resale of goods purchased using an automated bot an illegal activity. What? <gasps> yeah. Uh, UK politicians, the uh, six Scottish National Party, the SNP, have put forward a motion for consideration in UK Parliament to prohibit the resale of games, consoles, and PC ha. components at pricey greatly above MSRP and the resale of goods purchased using automated bots to be made illegal in the... Fair Isles. So they're looking for people price gouging. Want to make it an illegal activity. I'm surprised it wasn't already, to um, be honest. It's not anywhere. That's why it works. That's why people can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's why shitty so, yeah. people exist. Yeah, but everything's illegal in the UK. Um, Here is the... it's Yeah, so 15 members of 
parliament have signed the motion. Um, not sure how British politics will work. It's essentially their Congress. Not sure how many they need to sign it. But this is definitely the first action taken by any sort of political party or any sort of government structure about what has recently happened with the um, buying of PlayStation 5s, Xbox series, consoles, uh, graphics cards, both the NVIDIA and AMD cards release being bought up by bots immediately. They're looking to, I don't know how you would prove that you weren't a bot when you bought it, uh, but they're looking to make the resale of it by bots illegal. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's looks like I mean, this will definitely be a win for consumers in a way. Yeah. And yeah, going through parliament, is not guaranteed. It's it. You're, you're right. It's a lot like con- Congress in that you're uh, well, you're familiar with historically how some of the politics has worked from history, right? Um, it's the parliament doesn't work really that much different than a king's privy did. So it's essentially, yeah, their, their function is very much like Congress's, but, um, it's ultimately up to the queen, but I don't see why something like this wouldn't pass. Like I said, I'm surprised it wasn't already illegal. All right. So speaking of illegal, <laughs> speaking of illegal Twitch, <clears throat> Twitch bans the Twitch bans the word need, simp, incel, and virgin. Do you need some help, buddy? Like apparently some immaturity. of these people do. <laughs> Twitch bans. I'm immature. Uh, Twitch bans the word simp, incel, and virgin, and I'm immature. So these changes the TOS officially take effect <laughs> on January twenty second, um, and will also include stricter policies around sexual harassment. Among other new banned behaviors are making derogatory statements about another person's perceived sexual practices or sexual morality, and repeatedly negatively targeting another person with sexually focused terms such as whore or virgin. Um, So I just decided if I ever stream on Twitch again, I'm just going to start off with a Catholic prayer because I will be banned immediately. (laughs) Didn't A lot of mentions of virgin there. Who posted, somebody posted some graph of how often those words are used. I did, and the thing that the graph actually says is that chat's mentioning simp doubled after the Twitch ban. <laughs> <laughs> of course it And did. so the graph is just the, you the last two weeks uh, usage. <laughs> Honestly, this could be something managed by the content creators and their moderator team, because it's their community that they want to create. But well, once again, Twitch can make whatever boneheaded decision they want to on their own. I mean, yeah, I could, I could make a, a mod bot in our Discord right now that if it picked up that word, it would just delete the message. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Twitch is, <laughs> Twitch is quickly diving down the deep hole of retardation. Yep. Tony also, I think retard's allowed on there, though. <laughs> um, this is following quickly after their banning of the terminology blind playthrough, too. So they're really Wait, hitting so the nail on the head. So you can say you can say retard, but you can't say blind or simp. There, see, it's yes. That's see when you start trying to ban specific words, then it starts getting weird like that because then you start getting with wait, how can that one be banned and that one not be banned? And that's why banning specific words can get really dicey. Um, but I doubt uh, <laughs> there's precedents that are being set. Yep, um, that too. Precedent. They're they're honestly just caving into a very 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 small minority who find issues with say not necessarily just talking about virgin or simp but like they're they're finding issue with 
They're siding with the small minority who have issues with certain ways things are said. Blind playthrough has nothing to do with someone's inability to see, has nothing to do with any sort of disability, but here we are. It's expanding to using the words virgin or simp or incel or whore, anything like this. Jesus Christ, I would be banned immediately with when we stream my uh, WoW Guild's raids. Dude, oh. YouTube, man, I'm telling <laughs> you. I can set our Discord bot to notify with YouTube just as easy as it is with Twitch. Excellent. Oh, so just yeah, give me the word and I'll switch it over. Um, I've just been playing so much Cyberpunk I haven't been streaming because <laughs> that'll just net me a ban. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of titty. <laughs> So, um, Riot is working on a League of Legends MMO. Yeah, so this was a huge announcement, except not a huge announcement, because it was just kind of tweeted <laughs> officially by the VP of IP and Entertainment at Riot Games. Solid. Um, Aren't I mean, tweets like, limited to like 250 it? characters, too? Oh, and two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It was 12 characters. 12 characters including spaces noise um someone asked someone asked uh greg street who is the uh the vp of ip entertainment um was like tell me now is it an mmo will i be able to pick my waifu's clothes and hairstyle and greg street responded it is an mmo <laughs> all right so <laughs> um yeah so kind of uh yeah a better a better way of him explaining it later, further on after the uh, it is an MMO response was my recent job at Riot has been to help develop the league universe which we're going to need because it is time my new job is to kick off a big some might say massive game that many of you and many rioters have been asking us to create so oh, that is what okay. led to the is it an MMO <laughs> and then pick my wife who's close in hairstyle because that's what we're all looking forward hmm. to <laughs> So yeah, uh, set in the League universe, it, League of Legends, uh, Runeterra does have a very solid lore set behind it, even though the gameplay doesn't make any sense to it. So it makes sense that there's going to be an MMO in it. So groundwork's already laid out. Just how do they, you know, make their own impact onto the market since it's very hard to succeed with an MMO? Yeah. So Elite Dangerous Odyssey mixes the look of Mass Effect with the action of Call of Duty. Yep. So Elite Dangerous Odyssey is a shooter. Um, it is a paid expansion. Um, it allows allows you to run around on planets and allows you to join first-person shooter operations. Um, it will be heading to the PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One in early 2021. Um, so this is the first time that it will be on foot combat. And the new trailer was released during the Game Awards. <clears throat> so they will, when uh, commanders leave their ships, they'll be able to arm themselves with weapons. Um, the PvP player versus player will be, I'm not sure exactly how it'll work, but you have laser, kinetic, plasmas, all sorts of weapons um, available to you to carry on your person. So yeah, aim, you use cover organically, so you'll aim down sights and pop out from cover and everything. Um, ragdoll physics upon player deaths, indoor and outdoor environments will be available. This also allow just a lot more expansion for players to enjoy on their own if they're just exploring or mining or doing many of the other activities. So, all right, 
and it looks like Nvidia just signed a multi-million dollar deal to create a whole lot more RTX 3000 series GPUs. Yeah, so I might be able to buy one eventually. Hmm. Um, they actually signed a deal with Samsung worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, this will allow them to actually be in a much better manufacturing position than their current rivals AMD, who doesn't have any sort of deal currently with an outside chip manufacturer. Um, because AMD, they uh, they just did buy their own chip manufacturer, and they're struggling with like everyone else and providing the components needed to make these cards, which is why you know everything's behind so far. Um, so hopefully this will put a surplus of cards out early next year or late early next year. I don't know, end of the first quarter. Nice. So, on to some of our weekly game updates. We'll start with some WoW updates, with an, which I know Sasquatch has some very passionate opinions on. On WoW? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, they're hot-fixing a lot of stuff in WoW currently, and they killed my character. They killed Frost DKs just from a simple tweak to affect a different build entirely, and runic power generation. I don't want to be depressed anymore. In, uh, in other news, uh, Double Agent, the WoW pacifist Pandarian who has leveled every expansion to max level by her- herbalism, has hit the new level cap by picking flowers. He's so a, I think... <laughs> I, I love agent? Double Agent so much. He's, he's, comp- he's a neutral character. Yeah. He, he hasn't picked a faction, but he's max level in the Panda starting area. They've uh, constantly been trying to undo his ability to do this, and he's the last two expansions, BFA, um, BFA, both Battle for Azeroth and in Shadowlands, he was not supposed to be able to do this, and yet he did this. <laughs> so he was, uh, he spent two weeks picking flowers to do this. Um, apparently picking millions of flowers. I really hope that his just bank is full of herbs. I'm pretty sure he's he's said that it's it's just constantly full and most of the flowers just go to waste. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh yeah, so he hit the cap again even though he wasn't supposed to be able to. So Pokemon Go updates, there's not a whole lot. There's um just a continuation of what we talked about last week. The, not uh, a whole lot. Galarian Mr. Mime comes out tomorrow. Uh, well, we talked about that, all that stuff last week, though, didn't we? It just hasn't gone live yet. The Galarian Mime thing is already live, though, by the way. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Galarian Mime is live, as well as the uh, Team Rocket visiting, so you get to uh, fight Jesse and James again in the balloons. Um, and this is all kind of a celebration uh, mix of both the holidays as well as the new movie coming out. Um, so yeah, go check that out. There's uh, one of the special researches instead of coming um, from a professor it comes from Jesse and James that you do the uh, research through. So that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of those things, but a lot of it's just kind of stuff we talked about last week that is now actually live. Um as of Monday and today. I think it was actually earlier today that the Galarian Mime thing went live. Uh, let's see. 
Then Final Fantasy XIV updates. Um, there's not a whole lot on that side. Again, with the things that we're, we talked about last week were things that were going to go live Monday, and they are now live. Um, so the Christmas event is live. So go check that out. There's some neat rewards. There's a rideable snowman for a mount that can also fly, as well as some neat partitions. Uh, so go check that out. On kind of a solemn note, um, the original author of Dad of Light has passed away. Um, they announced that, that in their um, their news on the 10th. So, um, so yeah, our condolences uh, go to the family. Um, and yeah, that's sad. You should check it out. It's really, really great. There's a there's a series on Netflix, um, and it's it's really actually pretty great. Um, I would recommend. Um, and then Call of Duty updates. Again, stuff we kind of covered last week is coming to a head now. Um, let's see. It was uh, I think Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, that season one officially dropped for. Uh, Cold War and Warzone. Um, so we have a new Warzone map of Rebirth Island now with a new Gulag experience. Um, I haven't been in there yet. Have any of you guys played on the new Warzone map or the new Gulag? Nope. Nope. Don't nope. play Warzone. <laughs> well, play regular multiplayer. So yeah, and I don't. The other, the rest of the updates are all Cold War, which I haven't really touched. I I talked to one of my buddies today at length who has Cold War, and he's pretty much told me everything that i heard on the internet up till then that like everything is fantastic except multiplayer um <laughs> so <laughs> which is yeah so but um so yeah everything's fantastic except multiplayer but i am perfectly happy with modern warfare and for all the stuff that's not multiplayer i'm perfectly happy waiting until it's 15 bucks used at gamestop in two years let's see so the next thing on our update list, the last thing on our update list is our RuneScape updates. So, um, yeah, and again, and again the uh, the holiday events are now live, so go check those out. The Violet is Blue quest um, has been updated. It's now live. It's kind of their holiday event. You have to do the actual Violet is Blue quest first, but it's a very easy, very fast quest. Um they have the new Yak Track out, um, and they've kind of mixed in a holiday slash winter theme. Obviously, the Yak Track goes until the end of January, so they couldn't make it purely Christmas. A lot of it's just kind of winter themed. One of the rewards is the Permafrost Night outfit, which is, um, you know, just kind of wintry. <clears throat> the Yak this time is Christmas themed, um, but you don't have to go through the whole track. Um, the Yak this time is a reward for tier five on the battle pass which so you can get it pretty quickly all the christmas themed stuff is really low in the tier list and easy to get to um so definitely go check that out uh, a lot of it can be achieved just by doing the christmas event too um and then there's just been a few quality of life changes, um, some new uh, updates to the logs, and the auto disassembler machines will now display correctly. Um, but all that is available in their patch updates. Um, and finally, we have our new Prime Gaming Loot. 
So as of now, or as of the fifteenth, so a couple days ago, um, we now have uh, two umbral chests as well as a yak track care package, which has they say an assortment of useful items to help you along the yak track. Um, mine, I don't know if they all come with um, all of the same stuff, but I know mine had some pretty good stuff. I had uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, uh, let's see, I got some smoldering lamps and some oddments, um, and then I got, which, the lamps and stuff might be variable just because I'm maxed, so, um, I don't know if that is normally something else, but it did give me five track skips, which is fucking awesome, so make sure you're grabbing, um, that prime gaming loot, and always remember to use those skips wisely. Um, and also remember that Solomon's General Store is now updated, so your free items for members are now on there and available. So that's going to do it for our updates. What have you been playing this week, Sasquatch? Uh, a lot of cyberpunk and a lot of WoW. And just a little bit of Fantasy Star Online, too. I think I'm just kind of getting finally burnt out on its gameplay loop and really just looking towards uh, NGS, where I'm not really just, you know, going through a weird hustle to end game based on what is already out in Japan, and it's going to be a fresh new MMO. Um, there was talk of a, glo- of a uh, global access to beta for its... For beta? Or is it alpha? It's beta at this point. There's a beta being uh, advertised now on the Japanese side of things. Hopefully we'll get a global side. Um, probably do my best to get into that. But by the requirements to get into it, I think I might be able to fairly easily. Um, but really all I've been playing is Cyberpunk and WoW. Um, raiding Dungeons and WoW, getting gear up, etc. Changing classes, because I Blizzard hates me. And a lot of time spent in Night City, running around being a uh, samurai ninja gunslinger. <laughs> nice. How about you, Doc? Uh, <clears throat> basically the same same thing. Lots of cyberpunk and a little bit of WoW. I also uh, got through the uh, base game of Final Fantasy XIV, so I'll be able to Start pushing for the expansion soon. Noise. Um, played a little bit of Pokemon Go. Not not as much as I have been because it's you know cold out and no thanks. Um, <laughs> what else was I playing? I was playing something else this week too. I don't know, man. You got to tell us. Yeah, I don't remember. Obviously, not important. Guilty nope. Gear. Uh, I did play some Guilty Gear on Sunday. That that always happens. Um, nah, but there was something else I hopped on for like a couple hours. It I clearly don't know, didn't my make man. much of an impact. <laughs> yeah, there's zero impression left. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I was on vacation, and mm-hmm. all I was thinking about the whole time was cyberpunk. Yeah. I've been um, actually I haven't been playing I've been playing a lot but I haven't been playing a very big variety I've really been hitting the, um, hitting the ground with uh, Shadowbringers and I finally did beat uh, the main game of Shadowbringers I'm on to the post game content now 
Um, I'm definitely already have some pretty good ideas where the next expansion is going to go, and I'm ex extremely stoked. Um, and where do you think it's going, aside from a different ah, style? Ah, well, I don't know. You there's there's three I... different people around that, that are, are prone to spoilers at the moment, so... Well, I'm fuck up. To... I'm the only one that matters. <laughs> um... <laughs> We'll 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 talk we'll talk later though, cause cause I do need somebody that knows the full story that I can break my theories down with now. So does this mean you finally finished it? I did. Yes, I finished. I haven't finished any. I haven't done a lot of the post scenario quests, but I finished like the main game and rolled credits for Shadowbringers and shit. So well, like half of the post scenario stuff is weird near tie-in and it doesn't really matter the other half though is what's important okay well i'm gonna be blasting through that this weekend um but there's something specifically that i want to talk to you about because i'm i'm wondering if a lot of it, it was in the very last cutscene, and i'm wondering if other people noticed it because it was really really subtle um but i'll talk to you about that uh later um the what'd only... you uh what'd you think of the villain for it actually one of my favorites so far right i think Fucking... they, they, that was that was holy shit that was yeah no i was um that, that one of the best villains so far by far I think. Do you uh, see why I think they wasted so much writing talent on a fucking MMO expansion? Mm, maybe, but I mean, I I hear the argument, but I and and someone said this the other day, and I really, I really, I thought it was a good point in that, um, because you're not the only one to say that like this is like just a great single player experience. It's almost wasted on an MMO, but at the same time, this has always been really good content, and being an MMO essentially guarantees that we'll get a sequel every two years. Um, so I'm perfectly happy with it because uh, I can play through it very pleasantly as a single player I'm happy experience. With it also. Yeah, it's but yeah, no, it's definitely. Um, I, I was super, it's above super and beyond. Yeah, I was super. St <laughs> I still think, and and I I'm willing to admit that part of this comes from nostalgia. Um, but I still think Heavensward is probably my favorite expansion. But definitely my favorite villain is in Shadowbringers by far. Absolutely. Um, the only other thing I've been on RuneScape, I've pretty much been hammering RuneScape and Final Fantasy, because Final Fantasy I wanted to beat Shadowbringers, and RuneScape I want my cape back, and I finally got it. Finally got 99 Archaeology and got my fucking max cape back. Felt so good being able to fucking withdraw it from my bank again. Um, so I'm back in max on RuneScape, and that's about it. So it looks like that's going to be a wrap for us. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget we've moved to Friday nights, but next week we will be going live on Saturday instead since Friday is Christmas. So until then, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everyone, and we will see you next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Check our uh, Discord and check the description and comments for links or visit us on Dark Feather Gaming um, at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. Thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend. Have a good night. Johnny.